everybody, Bob Olson here with Afterlife TV. This is where I talk about the big questions you have concerning life and death. You can find this and every episode at afterlifetv.com. Hi everybody, this is Bob Olson with Afterlife TV. You can find us at afterlifetv.com. This is where we search for evidence of life after death. Today, I'm really excited about our guest today because it involves a movie that I'm sure you're all going to want to go see. It's called The Astral City. It is probably the biggest movie that ever took place down in Brazil. And today we have the director and the screenwriter, his name is, we, his name is pronounced Wagner Decease, and we pro here in the United States might say Wagner, but I'm going to call him Wagner, that's the way they say it down there. Uh, welcome, Wagner. Thank you so much for being here. We're really pleased to have you. Thank you, Bob. I'm the one who has your thanks because it's such an, an important moment for us and, you know, be with you and talk about this subject with you. It's such an important thing for us. Thank you. Thank you for everyone. Well, you're entirely welcome. And I know that our audience is very excited about this movie. Uh, I do want to just start by saying, or you can, you can tell us a little bit. This is based on a book by Chico Javier. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. The book was channeled, you know, psychographic. So Chico is, is the most important medium in Brazil. Now, he died eight years ago, nine years ago now. But he has been working for 90, 90 years, you know, nine decades. So oh, he man. has channeled more than 425 books <laughs> from poets and historians and every single kind of book you can find out of his work. And the most important book is the book which is called Nosolar, which is a straight translation means our home. And Nosolar is the name of the Astro City. You know, one of the several million, several astro cities that there are above, above land. You know, there are, are on our atmosphere, and so the book is the most is the bestseller of his of his chain of books, and it was published in 1944, which means more than 60 years ago. My goodness! And it, and it was always a wish, a, a desire for us as, as storytellers. To acquire the rights and tell it, and tell the story in the big screen, because you know it, the story is so powerful. Yes. And we finally got the attempt. We got we got the the possibility with the owners of the rights, and now we came to the movie, and we're very happy. It is indeed the biggest movie ever produced in Brazil with its budget. It's it's among the tenth ever, top ten through the, the box office, you know, of, of all times. And now it's coming to America, which is a, a blast for us. It is. It's exciting. It's exciting to, for all of us to, because when something is this big and this important, uh, I love that it crosses over borders to reach another audience. I think you guys were really smart. We'll, we will tell people this movie is subtitled because uh, it's all in Portuguese, correct? Yes. A and yet... Uh, Usually I'm not one to, to gravitate towards subtitle movies. I, I loved this movie uh, because each sentence was so important. I found myself, uh, the second time I watched it, because I did watch it twice, I just found myself rewinding to make sure that I really took in all the words. Very, very important uh, information that comes from this. And I, you know, I was just saying to, to you, Wagner, and I think the audience should know, I know a lot of people watched the movie Hereafter about a year ago. Uh, Peter Morgan wrote it. 
Uh, Clint Eastwood directed it. It was about, the light, about life after death as well. That movie, I think, was only meant to raise questions and not answer them. And so I know a lot of our audience was a little bit disappointed because of that. This movie, I think, actually ha has the intention of answering some of those questions. Do you, do you think that's true? Yes, indeed. Uh, the story is told by a spirit. So it all begins from another point of view. So actually, who is the, who is the author really? It is a spirit. His name is Andre Luis, so he's the main character of the story. He tells the story of what happened to him after he was dead in the mid of, of the 30s. So all his journey, all his self-transformation, all his learning, and everything that he has seen, that he has experienced, is, is put in the book and it came to the screen. So that's why we took a lot of care with all the dialogues. And we, we took a lot of care with translations as well, because mm. it could be a little tricky if you didn't go to the, to the very specific meaning of what characters were saying, you know? That's right. And I think it's a whole paradigm. It's a new paradigm, you know? It is. I did a lot of research online, and, and there were a lot of people who, who, who knew the book and watched the movie. Not one complaint. Everybody thought it was probably the best translation that they'd ever seen from book to movie. How was it you pulled that off? Because you're the one who wrote it. Yes, uh, very hard as well, as <laughs> usual. <laughs> a lot of suffering and a lot of choices. <laughs> we, uh, of course, there are 50 chapters with so much content and so much information yeah. that you have to make choices. You have to go into the dramatic, you know, to the dramatic development of the story. Right. So what we did is like we we kept we kept working with the main character, which is Andrea. And his background is the city, is this is spiritual life. So he passes through a, a, an area which is called in the movie as Umbro, which is sort of a purgatorial area. So it had to be there, you know. In the, so, and I couldn't cut that out from the book, <laughs> although in the book it is very very hard. It's much more intense than what we did in the movie. Why? We had to measure what kind of acceptance people would, would get, you know? Yeah. It was not easy to find, find the, the perfect choices for the screenplay. But, you know, we, we, we tried to make it to make people be emotional and thinking, reflexive, you know? And I think we kind of acquired, you know, and reached it to a certain nice result. I, I think you did, you know, and in many ways. And one is because, all right, you know, I don't personally believe in hell. I haven't seen any evidence of hell, what we would call hell, at least here in the Me United neither. States. Okay. <laughs> and, and, but I, you know, I do believe that, and this is based on uh, people who have had near-death experiences, and this is based on a lot of mediumship uh, readings, that we, especially when we first cross over, we get what we expect. A lot of people who have had near-death experience claim you know, this is they die, go into the spirit world, come back to their bodies and, and, and back to life. They claim that they had a hellish experience. And then we find out later they kind of expected that. That's what they expected. That's where they thought they were going. I really thought you did that really well. My, I don't know if it was your interpretation. That's what I'm going to ask you. But, but the way I saw this movie is this umbral purgatory place that, that the main character goes, Andre, right after he dies was sort of a place that he had created for himself. Did I get that right? 
Yes, yes. It is it is very simple. It's based on a, on a law of action and reaction. So everything you've done, everything you you are or you've been through your um, material life, you bring it with you. And as long as he was, um, uh, he he had a lot of flaws as a man. As long as he had a lot of problems as a man, he took it to his afterlife, and it, that happens with a lot of people as well. So it's a, it's a, it's a dimensional thing. So they live into that area, into that dimension where they have a synchronicity between them. All those people had committed and had been people with that same kind of behavior or thoughts or selfish, you know? Right. And this is one of the most hard things to adapt from the book because the book says that Andre was an unconscious suicidal. Suicidal, sir? Is that okay? Yeah, well, we call Suic it suicide, yeah. Suicide. But yeah. He's, he, he, he committed suicide unconsciously. So how do you tell this story like that? I know, and I love that part about it. In fact, you know, at first I thought, oh, am I confused here? Am I confused because he's in this this umbral place and people are saying, get out, get out, you're, you're a suicide. You, you caused your own suicide. And, of course, as time goes on, I'm realizing it doesn't look like that was the case. And then I find out it's this, I, this concept of the unconscious suicide. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well... <clears throat> I think I need a book. <laughs> yeah, well, I know. Yeah, you know, it's like, it's not only what you do, it's what you think and what you feel and how hard you do to yourself, you know, and how hard you, you take your life ahead. Right. So all your actions, all your behavior, it kind of moral, but it's a, it's a good moral, you know, it's like yeah. in, a, in a good... In, Sort of a Christian moral in a good way, you know sure. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not, in, not in the bad way, you know, in the, <laughs> which is like you mentioned the Christian moral. People have a lot of second thoughts because of the history, you know? Yeah. But it, when you mean uh, idealistic moral, you say, you know, this is what you've done, this is what you, you've done to yourself. You had anger, you were impatient, you, 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 you didn't take care well of people. This is now this now belongs to you and you bring this with you to your life and you have to work it out on you. I love that because uh, one of the things that you did while he was in this place he had a lot of flashbacks and it brought him back to these places that he was not obviously proud of and I, I don't know if that was to remind him of these or it's just when you're in that place those are the things that you're thinking of. You know a lot of people will talk about uh, a life review. You get to the spirit world you have a life review. It's sort of what he was going through at this point and feeling quite ashamed uh, maybe regretful of some of the some of the behavior that he had while he was here on earth. But then the movie goes forward. I love how he gets out of this place. First, he sees some people who are who are asking for help. They're they're crying for forgiveness. Really, some people come and take them away into the light. At first, he's not ready. Then, eventually, he starts crying out for help at the deepest depths of his soul. You you might say. And when it came from that very honest place is when someone came and, and brought him to the astral city. Is that correct? That's the key answer for the, those who are suffering, even in, in material life, you know? Yeah. When you regret, when you ask for forgiveness, when you forgive yourself, 
when you want to start all over again, there's always going to be a hand to be given to you. There's always going to be someone there to be standing for you to help you out. So there is no eternal fire. There is no eternal eternal uh, hell, you know, yeah. as there is no eternal paradise. It's a constant transformation. So we try to make as clear as possible that he spent so much time revealing his life that he decided to start all over again somehow. He didn't really know how at that moment. Yeah. But he, he then realized there are people who were, ask, who were praying for him, who were there. To, to, he, they, were, they were able to be there. They were ready to be there whenever he was going to ask for. Yeah. And I think this is the most important thing to be understood about this, this area. Mm. It's, not a, it's not a long a long-term suffering. It's a suffering that you put to yourself. You you present it to yourself as long as you doesn't want to uh, start all over again. And this may be, I think, everything in the movie may be, may be put to our real life now. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, there is uh, there, there is life after life. Yes, there is. Of course, there is uh, life or I, I call life after life. Did you see it? Did you get it? Yes, yes. I don't call it life after I that. Did, you know? I did notice that, yes. So, it, uh, but, you know, the important thing the movie tells on the, on the real, sub, on the real under, underline, you know, on the real subtle idea is that you can change your life now. You can change your paradigm of your life now. That's right. I, I agree. And I loved that the, the character, I believe the character who came to take him out of that purgatory was Clarencio, is that correct? Yeah, it's a minister of the city. That's correct. And and so he came and when he just before he left with Andre, he reached out to some of the other people who were there and they backed away. They weren't ready. Is that is that sort of what was happening sure. there? You got it. Yeah. It's perfect like that. You know, there, you can see a fiance, you can see a couple attached to each other. Yeah. You can see different people and you can figure out, only figure out what kind of mistakes or what kind of things they have done in their lives, in yeah. their previous lives, you know? But there was always a hand. There was always someone there for you. Just ask for it. Um, life After Life, I love that. I actually saw that. I noticed it in the movie the second time I watched it. And uh, there's a book out here, it's, it's probably worldwide, but here in the United States by uh, Dr. Raymond Moody, who wrote about near-death experiences. And that was the title of his book back in... I think the 70s, but it was called Life After Life. And I love that term because really a lot of people who, um, we'll say, work in this field, a lot of mediums, uh, don't even use the word death anymore. You know, they, they talk about crossing over or, you know, passing on, but they don't really use the word die or death. It's not, it's not that you are not afraid. Yeah. That's not the point. You know, of course you are afraid. You know, but it's trying to understand the extension of things and trying to understand how how you can change your your life now. You know, that's, that's right. the idea. Now, the st the story takes place in three locations, right? Describe those three locations. Well, uh, one is Earth, his real life uh, that takes place on the thirties, and it's his family. You know, his wife and kids, and the woman who worked at his house as a servant, and so on. Yeah. And through his, and then there are the dimensions, the other dimensions. One is the Umbra, which we have mentioned before. Yeah. And the other one is is the city, Astro City, which is called Nosolar, which means our home. Uh, the idea is that there are several cities above our land. You know, 
40, 50 kilometers. I don't know in miles how much that would be, but I, I can think about kilometers. Yeah. And these cities, they are places where they shelter people who are disembodied, disincarnated, who died. And this, there are, it's a place, it's a new school or a new hospital or a place for people to gather again and as the story tells, get ready for another life, which is the idea of life after life after life until you doesn't need to, to reincarnate anymore. Right. Until you get to a relatively perfection yes. where, you can, where you can be able to help and not be helping anymore, you know? I loved um, when Lysias, um, Lysias talked about reincarnation and talked about people reincarnating. And he, had, he said it made him sad. It made him sad to think about the ministry of reincarnation because, um, and, and the movie showed this, uh, his loved ones, people we, we might call in his soul group, um, went back to have another lifetime. And, and His spiritual family. Yeah, spiritual family. I love that. And and they would go back to have another lifetime, and he would miss them, basically. So it's the opposite, you know? I mean, uh, separation is always hard for everyone. And it's risky when you go to reborn again, to, re to, to leave again, because you're going to forget the past, first thing. Yeah. Because you have to forget the past. Otherwise, you're going to be killing your enemies forever. Right. You're going to have enemies forever. So the... the the mercifulness here is like you forget what you ha what happened in your life, previous life. You have in your soul the the planning or this or everything that is set for your new life, and you have a temporary for 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 forget. You know. Yes. And when you forget, you can start all over again. I see. But it's risky because you can you can fall. Right. You know? Right. Not do what you hoped you would do when you got there. I loved it. You know, it's so subtle um, the way you you handled these things, these concepts that you just talked about. So subtle the way you did it, but you did. You covered each and every one of them. It's amazing that the levels of uh, teaching that are going on in this movie, just level upon level. To be able to do that in a movie uh, is amazing. You really did it well. I love it. And I again, Thank another you. reason I think it's so important. I. Um, I, I do, do want to say the beauty of the movie is amazing as well. I mean, absolutely. First of all, I, you know, I watched some of the bonuses afterwards, and I could see, again, the umbral, just this huge, like, sand ditch that you worked within. Absolutely yes. humongous. And then the astral city itself, really, so angelic, so beautiful, not... It, it wasn't cheesy. It was so well done. Uh, to me, it was like you. you really this. You could have really been filming in in a place like that. We didn't really want to bring the idea of paradise. You know, yeah. we were like struggling to avoid everybody in white and and you know and angels flying because <laughs> this is what this is not what the book describes. It describes a, a life as regular as our life. It is here in mm -hmm. the spiritual world. And I think this is what makes people really surprised when they die, maybe. Yeah. You know, oh, nothing changed. Of course <laughs> nothing would change. You know, why would, would everything, I mean, there are certain and very specific changes. Right. You don't have a body any longer. Your feelings are much more uh, on your surface, you know. Yes. You can't hide who you are. And then you have to face yourself really and truly. And, but, you know, we don't understand. And the book describes it very well. And it's kind of hard to bring it to the movie, but the different levels of, of material 
you know, the materials they build the houses. Oh, how do they build the house? They build the house manipulating fluids, you know, manipulate magnetism. It's all in the air. And you can do that. You can do that even here on Earth. Yeah. In Brazil, there are several mediums, mediums that they operate on people. Some are successful, some aren't, but they do, they do kinds of, of operations that they do with magnetism. So this is the same stuff for the, for the spiritual life. So true. Uh, there was a point in the movie where Minister Veneranda is speaking to a group of people in the Astral City. Right. Love it. She says, I, I wrote it down, uh, people weren't told that mental creation is almost everything in life. What does that mean to you, Wagner? This is it. This, that's, you got it. You that's know? it. That's you, can, you can create everything. This is what she says. Yeah. You can use your mind to be in several different places at the same time. Of course, you can't be with a physical body, but when you don't have any physical body anymore, you can, you can do that spiritual, spiritually. It's like the ubiquity. I don't know if you know the word in English. It's, you can be in different places at the same time. Yep. You have a ubiquity uh, pro property, you know? Oh, yeah, ubiquity. Yes, yes, yes. Ubiquity, sorry. Yeah. So, uh, and this is the same, and this is how you, de you develop a city. This is how you develop a, uh, a custom, you know, an outfit. And this is what makes possible people to live and to be born again. Yeah. You know, mental uh, creations. Well, and Lysias uh, comments a couple times to Andre that, you know, things on Earth are very much, you know, the way they are there in the astral city. Uh, I remember he, he was getting on the, the, the bus. What was the bus called? Airbus. The Airbus. We, and we, use, we use the word in Portuguese, which is called Aerobus. But it's the same thing. It's an Airbus, it's, you know? It's, yeah. And that, and that was written in 1942, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. There right. was no idea of having air bursts, you know. That is amazing. Yeah. I mean, you got to admit, you know, that's interesting because if you think back to when that was written, I mean, some of the some of the scenes like the Airbus kind of reminded me a little bit of Disney World, you know, you know, yeah. things, you know, these things that you would get on. Um, and Why wouldn't Walt Disney be inspired? Well, that's what I'm wondering, you know, exactly. Or like, why wouldn't George Lucas be inspired when he created the hologram communication? Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, why wouldn't they use computers in the, in the 30s, in the spiritual cities, when yeah. computers were created 20, 40 years ago? Right, yeah, well, that's it. And, and, so the, and that goes back to, you know, just to make sure that our audience gets this, you know. So Chico Javier, he's a medium. Um, around that time in the, well, for 90 years, but um, around that time in the 40s is when he wrote this book, this particular book. Uh, and the idea is, if people didn't understand it, that he is uh, channeling uh, books from the spirit world, and, and specifically through his uh, spirit guide, Emmanuel, right? Um, not really. Emmanuel was one, only one of the authors. Oh, okay. He actually, yeah, and so Emmanuel was the one who was coordinating the spiritual side of the job. Yeah, okay. If, was, if I say so, you know. Is it the so same? Emmanuel, is it the same Emmanuel that was in? It is. Okay. And he's, is he, he's the Minister of Communications? He is, he's kind of working at the Ministry of Communication, you know, he yeah. working, he working in that communication area. I didn't want to really give him a title, yeah. as we don't, we don't need it. And, you know, even in the book, you don't need titles. They use titles so that people can understand it better, you know. Yeah, yeah. But they are, they are the coordinators of the communication part. 
I see. So I decided to put Emmanuel there so we could make a link to the real life, to the real Chico, you know? Oh, I like that. I like that. And so what Chico Javier is doing is he's, uh, he's, he's communicating with these people in spirit now directly, they're t they're, and they're, whatever the book might be about. In this particular case, he's communicating with Andre Louise about his lifetime, and that's what this story is about. So Andre wrote 16 books in a row <laughs> after Nasala. He decided to be like a journalist, you know, wow. as a doctor. He was a doctor previously. Yeah. So he decided to write. So he wrote a book called The Messengers, right after Nosolar, which means the work of people who work as guardian angels. Oh, my God. The work of people who work as mentors, you yeah. know. Yeah. And it is it's something very different from what, from what people I realize of all oh, what angels do. Angels do work a lot. Right. As they say, yes. angels do help us a lot, and they cannot interfere in our lives. So yeah. he described that, in, and then he went to describe that in sixteen different books. I mean, most of them are in English already. I'm pretty sure. I mean, our our home is in English. The messengers in the in English. There's another book called Workers of the Eternal Life, and I mean, it's a role you can find it easily uh, at on Amazon. At the, on Amazon, or there is a, a spiritual international spiritual. Uh, printers, you know, they oh. they are in America already. You can find them in the internet. It's called Edgesay, you know. Okay. I think you can maybe afterwards find a link for them. Yeah, I will. All these books are available now in America. That's and beautiful. you know, Bob, this is something that, that really strikes me. Just as just as one thing, America is such an impressive country in that way. I've been in America a lot of times. Yeah. And I, that's why I think I had an American previous incarnation, you know. Yeah. Because I really feel comfortable. I feel like I'm, I'm home, you yeah. know. And it is impressive because it is. There are so many mediumships. There is so much spirituality in America, but it's so squeezed by the the regular sense of being, you know, of, right. of America as consumers, as citizens, or you know, as being an American in the world. Right. That I see the need for this kind of talks. They need that this kind of answers, you know, and how moral and ethics could has have to be together with all this discovering because yeah. it's not only about you know you found out there is a spirit did you see a spirit on already you know yeah you, what 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 if you see it doesn't change your life right because you're not going to change your heart in your soul <laughs> and this is what you wanted to do when you when you try to acquire the book yeah you know oh you know what i want to tell this story to to the brazilian audience and who knows if god helps to a foreign audience, because this is something that's so true everywhere. And when I read about America in the 19th century, when I read about the Fox sisters and Andrew Jackson Davis, I realize, you know, this is a country so powerful. This is a country that needs so much, um, you know, about this love and merciful love and merciful uh, ethics and moral behaviors. Yes. And then the rest is going to come because, I mean, it's all, it, it, the seeds are there. They just have to be, you know, gr grown better again. Yeah. Am, am I clear? I'm sorry. I'm not so Perfectly clear. <laughs> perfectly. It makes, it makes uh, complete sense. And, and really important messages in, in this movie, it sounds like in all these books, you know, really important messages for anyone to learn. Even, even the mediums, you know, we have our website. Now we have about over 700 mediums on that website um and i will tell you that in my first few years i've been investigating this field it'll be 13 years in january and when i first started to get to know a lot of mediums 
I recognize that they weren't all real spiritual people. Kind of, as you say, just because they can communicate with spirit doesn't mean that they necessarily have a lot of integrity or, or follow ethics or anything like that. No, think about that. She could never get a, a single penny for all the books he has channeled. Uh, he has I, donated all the books' rights. Boy, and he was amazing. living by his work. He was living as a public worker, yeah. you know, working for the state in a very small job. And why did do they would people would wonder why she, why you do that, Shiko? And he would say the books don't belong to me. Why would they charge for them? Oh, that's interesting. Book, I just bought I just borrow my body, my hands yeah. to the spirits. It's their their jobs, you know. So they don't need money. Yeah. And so we have to give money to to ben, to donation. We get to do charity with the money, you know. Oh, that's, that's what amazing. he done. Is that what he did with them with with it? Yes. Uh, oh my goodness. Um, you know, one of, the, one of the subjects that you cover in there is, you know, so here's this uh, Andre Louise, he's a doctor, and, and he, he lived well, and he, he, now, he now goes to the astral city and still sees himself as a doctor, still sees himself as one of maybe the elite, and uh, very interesting the way, uh, I'm sure the book did it, the way you did it in the movie, is sort of to see him recognize that these things of the earthly life Someone says, oh, you, you people in your earthly diplomas, uh, says, says that to him at one point. The nurse. They're, yeah. they're, mean, the they're meaningless. Nurse. They're meaningless things and ends up you know, realizing that it's just as important for him to sweep the floor as it is to help heal people. Uh, the importance of the small things, right? Yeah. The importance of it's not what you're really doing. It's why you're doing this, you know? That's right. And there's a lot of philosophy going on in the movie. It's nice because people like to talk about that. Yeah. And I've been receiving a lot of, of questions, which is really cool. I mean, everyone wants to make a movie that makes people feel and think at the same time. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, I heard that you wanted to make this movie. You had read this book in the 80s. At what point was it that you decided you wanted to make the movie? Uh, in the first century of the, uh, on the first 10 years. I mean, really? To, when I, I had finished one feature film, and it was 2004. And I, I thought to myself, you know, we now have better resources for computer graphics. They're not so much expensive as when the Jurassic Park was done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we now have changed times. We're beginning the next, a new century. And maybe what if we could tell the story now? Yeah. I've been giving this book to several people along the last 20 years, ah. you know? And I know how powerful this story is. It's it's very powerful. It brings a new paradigm paradigm of life. Yeah. You you really can start to think of changing your life for better. Yeah. If you really understand what's going on, so why not? And then it was 2005 when we kind of started to do this. Started to pull it together. Now, um, I found it really interesting that to learn that. Um, the actors actually prepared for this movie for five months before we even started filming. Uh, why was it? And what were some of the things that you, they were doing? They had to experiment the idea of the spiritual world within us. You know, they had to. They were watching workshops. They were watching to speeches. They were reading books. We've been discussing about their own questions. You know, yeah. Why you have to put your hands? What comes out of your hands when you're trying to heal people? Um, how 
what if if what if I don't want to go to Arsenal City? Do I go to another place? Oh, there were, I mean, it would be any sort of what could be a dumb question, but in fact, they weren't dumb at all. They were very important questions because this is what people are going to think when they we get in touch with the kind of story, you know? Yeah. And the main actor, Andrea, which is Renato Prieto, he had to lose around 20 kilos. Oh, my goodness. I don't know how much in pounds that is, but we're going to start shooting from the umbro, and I wanted him like a castaway. Yeah. So I made him lose 18 kilograms <laughs> within three months, which it was really hard for him. I had him growing beard, you know, growing hair. I mean, I had him go into a experimental kind of work, you know? Yeah. And it kind of helped him a lot, you know? Then he went back to makeup, to the regular movie makeup thing. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. I think I needed that because it, were, it had to be intense. And it had to, it needed to have a certain way of, of acting. It was not overacting and not low acting. It had to be a very specific. Like those people, they live in an eternal way. Yeah. They're not going to die anymore. So they lost fear of death. Yes. Thought, you know? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was well. I mean, the actors I thought were brilliantly cast, and I thought they did a brilliant job. I absolutely loved Thank it. You. I didn't think, you know, even uh, the main character, Andre, I didn't feel like he, he overdid it. He didn't underdo it. I just thought he was just right. Uh, Lysias, I just thought he, I, I don't know, he sort of. Uh, stole the show a little bit uh, there's something about his energy uh as well uh did a great job i didn't find anybody where i was thinking oh well oh, what happened there and, <laughs> and you know bob a lot of actors and a lot of artists from the movie they don't even some of them don't even be, believe in god they <laughs> oh, are really athletes, you know well this must and have been an interesting five months for them then preparing amazing amazing because somehow it is not that I wanted them to change, you know. You know, you don't make anyone change, right? You know, it's like, but it somehow you start to see how they were trying to not, not. They didn't want to think about it. It yeah. is something that people do in their regular life, you yeah. know. You don't really talk about oh, what about the spiritual life? And this is what something we do a lot in Brazil. We do a lot in the spiritual centers. We do a lot in, in the soap operas, or and now the movies are doing that as well. You know, as Clint Eastwood's movie, Clint was trying to put questions, yes. Yeah. But like uh, other movies were were also trying to put questions, and nobody wanted there to give answers. Yeah. What they try to do is like give a little bit of answers. They are not the final answers. Right. They are not the the only answers, yeah. but they are trying to raise more things to give more elements, more tools to people talk about it. You know. Well, I love that, and I and I love that um, that you put them through that. I, I I don't I know that actors prepare and stuff for movies, but in this way, it's it's like you put them through a program. Uh, nothing. Yes. Uh, I've never seen anything like that before. Some of them, or I even heard like a pretty good percentage of them. Are part of the spiritualist community, or or uh, I feel, I feel. Andre Renato, the main character, he does he does uh, attend to a spiritual center. He does understand, which this is one of the reasons why I've chosen him. You know, he really does understand better what is to be a spirit like. You know, yeah, to be in the spiritual world, to deal with the spiritual reality. So it kind of helped him a little bit, although he was his first movie. Uh, was it really? Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that was challenging and made everybody scared a lot. And <laughs> I was the only I thought I think I was the only one that was really trusting him, you know, and people yeah. don't really put everything together. 
Oh, but I know when you're directing, works. you're putting all all the pieces together, and it makes sense, you know. Well, between the two of you, you did a great job. I, I loved him. I thought he was really he did a, a wonderful job, and uh, hopefully you. he'll go on to do more himself as well. Um, in Brazil, is it is is it a big spiritualist community? You know, why was this movie so popular? Two million people saw it in the first weekend. That's amazing. <laughs> in the first week. First, first week. week. Why? Yeah. Why so popular? A very spiritual group down there, right? I mean. Yes, it is indeed. It is a, it's it's a, it's a very sp spiritualized country in a sense. There are a lot of Catholics, a lot of uh, Protestants, but a lot of spiritualists. And I think the Catholics and Protestants have a very good sense of spirituality. You know, they're not because a lot of people went to the movie just for curiosity. You know, yeah. they're just wondering. Uh, they, some people went for their artistical side, which is cool as well. Yeah. But most of them went to see how is life in the afterlife. Yes. How life is when you die. And I was kind of having fun sometimes because I would say, hey, guys, it's not a documentary, okay? <laughs> Those people are actors and we made those are stages because yeah. it's kind of provoked so much reflection and so much talks, discussions about that. Yeah. Which is... Which what which makes me think that is is a common sense, you know, wondering about, and I think this is everywhere in the world. Yeah. This is why it makes me really happy to have the movie in America now. Yeah. You know, and yeah. and the whole sorry, and, and the whole crew understood that. They did. Like, the, all not only the casts, but the art director, the producers, you know, the um, Willie, the the DOP. So everybody was in the end. One day before principal photography started. Yeah. I thought to myself, is everybody telling the same story? Yeah. Are we on the same track? Yeah. You know, because it, it is so easy to be out of track. Yeah. And the answer was positive. Thanks for it. Really was, and and you can even tell that, like I said, in the bonus uh, clips that they show uh, at the end, sort of the behind the scenes stuff. People, uh, you could tell that they were in love with the movie. They were in love with the story. They were having a great time. Uh, yeah, even the director of photography, uh, Yuli, uh, said that he it was probably the, the he had the most fun on that set than any other set that he had been on. Uh, amazing people that you had as part of your movie. I will just I will just mention here uh, Yuli Steiger that we were just talking about, director of photography. Uh, he was in Godzilla, uh, The Day After, Tomorrow, and um, Austin Powers. Philip Glass, who wrote all the music, the composer, amazing. He, he wrote for The Hours, The Illusionist, The Truman Show. And you had this great company from Canada, right? Uh, intelligent uh, is it intelligent creatures? creatures. Intelligent Creatures. They did Watchmen, The Fountain, and Babel. And they did a lot of the, the, the digital work for you? They did all the digital work for us. Uh -huh. they, are, they, they are at this small house. They are, are used to work with Hollywood and independent producers as well. Yeah. So they really understood what we needed and what we could. Because the, the limit for imagination when you're doing movies like this is money, you know? Yeah, yeah. So we had to put all that we could in, in the budget we had, you know? That, that's right. I have to mention also the Yafa Bridge, the producer in Brazil, which is this, a young producer, very talented one. Leah Henga, which is the art director, she's an architect. She, oh. was, uh, she was like having fun every single day of the work because she was really creating a city, you know? Yes. And we had all the models you can imagine. We have you, you could see that in the behind the scenes, right? You could, yeah. You had several models and she was like 
let's build a, a pole like that. Let's build a wall like that on streets. <laughs> and she was, I mean, she was honored with a prize at the Brazilian Film Festival in Miami with Best Art Direction. Oh, my goodness. Which is, and, you know, which is very happy for us. Yeah. We were also honored with the Best Art Visual, visual Effects at the Brazilian Cinema Academy, you know, last year. Great Which makes us happy, you know. And it Philip does, Glass course. is a genius, man. Philip Glass is a genius. And he read the story and he said, you know, I can do that. Oh, simple as that. Really? That easy? Yeah. My goodness. Well, obviously they had a lot of faith in you as well. There's no question in, in my mind. Um, I, I, I do have to mention that one scene uh, with the wall, uh, so well done. Uh, everything about it, uh, very emotional scene in there. Uh, in the middle of the movie where uh, during World War II you have a lot of people coming to the Astral City very emotional scene people should get ready for that just uh, amazing just the, the wall when it comes back together closes after they walk into the Astral City and you just see all the stones sort of moving close together just looks so real uh, all I can tell you it didn't look like there was anybody that didn't know what they were doing they, people it's like knew exactly what was going on you hired some real professionals in it, and it showed in the in the ultimate uh, result of this movie. You know, anything, any last things you want to say? We're running out of time about this movie. To you know, I'm really happy the movie is getting to America. I yeah. always say, give this story a chance. You know, yeah. Bob. I always say that we, it, it it helps if you say it is based on a channel book, where people can say, ah, oh, you know what? I don't get it. You can say. It's about life after life. Oh, I don't believe it. Okay, but you know, just give it a chance. Yeah. Get a DVD. Sit inside. Sit alone in your house and play it. You know, and let it let it flow, and then you know, see what happens. Well, that's what I love about the fact that uh, here in the United States we can get it on DVD. Um, you can get it at. Uh, you can get it on iTunes. They can download it on iTunes uh, on December sixth. After December sixth. Uh, Amazon.com will be selling it. Strand Releasing, I'm going to show you the, that name right here, StrandReleasing.com. Um, their website is also going to be selling it. The great thing about the DVD for me was that I could stop it. it these are subtitles. I don't want to miss anything myself, so I was able to sort of rewind and go back and look. Uh, and the other thing is you can watch it once and you catch all the, the dialogue, the words, you can watch it a second time just to see the beauty uh, of the of the art, the artistry that is within this movie. Absolutely beautiful. Even the costumes, the costume designers, everything. Uh, I can go on and on about. It. Obviously, people are going to know I love this movie. Um, I'm going to show. And if and if whoever who sees it, if they want a feedback for us, we have all the Facebook and the website and Twitter. We have everything online. That we can get feedbacks if they want, you know. And I will there. put I will put all that below the below this video as well. All Thank those you. links below this video. Here's another copy of this. Will be what the uh, the DVD looks like. Um, and and I'm actually going to put a link to the trailer below this video as well, so people can watch that. Thank um, you, Bob. Thank you. Wagner, uh, thank you so much for being here. I, I know that uh, our audience is going to be excited to see it. They were excited to get sort of some behind-the-scenes information from you. It's a great, it's a great honor. So thanks, thanks for coming. I want to let everybody know you're in Brazil. I'm in New England, so we got quite a distance between us. Yes, thank you very much. You're I mean, it, it's a pleasure. I'll be here whenever you need, and let's hope the better for this movie. This uh, movie has already been... 
in Shanghai Film Festival, in New Zealand, in Japan, in Australia, and in South Africa and other countries of Africa, oh in goodness. all Latin America it's going to be also. So I think it's time for America, you know, it's time for America to wake up, I, you know, <laughs> I, and I hope this movie, it, it, the, a movie doesn't change a society, of course, but I hope this movie helps people's heart, you know, yeah. to sh I hope this movie helps, it, it shakes people, you know, hey, wake up. I think it's time it will. for a better life. It's time for a better world, you know? I agree with you. And I love what you said. You know, it's not meant to be literal. Let people make their own interpretations. But it gives you, it gives you something to start with, to go on, and to start conversations, and start your own brain thinking about, about this. To me, that's what it's all about, you know? Thank you. Bob. All right, Thank thanks. You very Best much. of luck with Congratulations it. Congratulations for your search. Oh, You're going to get there. You're always going to get there. Your <laughs> Thank search you. is Searching is more important than finding the results. So congratulations for that. Well, well thank you very much. All right, bye now. Bye-bye, Bob. I hope you enjoyed that Afterlife TV episode. I want to thank our sponsor, Best Psychic Directory. This is my site where I've vetted all of the psychics and mediums and animal communicators on there. And you also can read over 12,000 reviews from people just like you who have got incredible readings with these gifted people. That's bestpsychicdirectory.com. Now, if you want to make sure not to miss an episode of Afterlife TV, go to afterlifetv.com, sign up for our newsletter, or you can either like or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or subscribe on YouTube. Finally, if you can just check out my books, the first one is Answers About the Afterlife. That answers over 150 questions about life after death. And my second book is The Magic Mala. Magic Mala is all about what I learned about life while investigating the afterlife. You can check out those two books by me at BobOlson.com. That's B-O-B-O-L-S-O-N.com.